Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. Welcome in, guys. It is 6.04 Mountain Time, and that means it is time for an episode of Mile High Insiders. I am Nick Kendall, and joined by, as always, on Saturday nights, Luke Patterson, who is getting back from doing the doing the rounds down in Vegas. Luke, welcome back, buddy. Good to have you. Thanks, man. I missed you guys. Uh, you guys haven't missed a beat, though, man, from Scott and, and you guys and your show uh, in Mobile and covering we're covering Shrine. We're covering Senior Bowl. We're covering the draft. We're getting ready to cover pro days. It is going down here at Mile High Huddle, man. So I'm really excited. I'm super pumped to be back. But, man, best draft coverage you can find for the Denver Broncos. We have it right here on Mile High Huddle. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. This is a really weird draft class this year. Um, some information kind of just recently dropped that from Todd McShay that uh, Thibodeau's had some issues with coaches and he could easily fall out of the top five this year. Uh, so there's mm. a bunch of different stuff that's going on there with the the top of the draft this year. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, maybe the Broncos don't even have that pick this year, uh, which would be this would be a good year to not. If you have a top 10 pick, this would be a good year to sell on it, I think. Interesting you say that. We're going to get into some of the buzz and some of the rumors that uh, I heard in Las Vegas from reputable sources, Nick. And I know for our show and for a lot of other shows that you're in, we're all about making the magic and having this be organic. So we haven't talked about any of this stuff. Uh, we're just hitting the show, hitting live and getting it going right here on MHI with Broncos Country. So we will say what's up to some of the folks that are joining us here on MHI on Saturday night. Of course, our guy, Dylan Von Arks, we appreciate your support. Dylan does so much work for us behind the scenes, and uh, it's important that he gets his due. Diamond Rattler is in the house saying, boom, let's go, Broncos country, getting fired up for a new season. Our guy Cody is also in the house with a good evening, Broncos country. And I love those exclamation marks, Nick, because I feel like there's some new life. There's a new head coach in town. Check. Mm -hmm. uh, new quarterback. Perhaps we're not we're going to check that off yet, but you've got a lot of interesting storylines with this NFL draft. You've got some rumors about Aaron Rodgers flying around. Broncos country is ready to officially start a new chapter. Listen up, Broncos country. Tick pick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Huddle Up podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Denver Broncos football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Broncos tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K, 
P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. That's right, guys. When we were searching for tickets for the MHH meet and greet for week three at home, Broncos versus Jets, TickPick had us locked down. So visit TickPick.com slash huddle today and use the promo code huddle to save $10 on your first order of Broncos tickets. Yeah, absolutely. We're all ready for a new chapter and hopefully better quarterback play, better hood coaching, all, all the works to make the Broncos better once again. Uh, but now the offseason, this is where championship teams are built, right? You don't win it in the offseason, but you can build a championship roster in the offseason. So we got Mark Lindemode coming in. Howdy, Broncos country. Dennis Woods is in the house. Good to see you. Todd Ostendorf is in the house. Awesome to see you. CC, what's up, Broncos country? Michael Ronquillo, always giving us big support. Michael's a lot My of times guy. on Facebook. He's coming in on YouTube today. Says, let's go Broncos from Tucson, Arizona for life. Uh, Mark Lindemode coming in. Howdy, Broncos country. Good to see you. Biggie Bronco, what's up, Nick and Luke? Not too much. I'm turning the big 30 tomorrow. So a uh, little bit Ooh. of existential dread going on, but we're, we're, we're living life. We're having fun. <laughs> uh, BD Dutton in here saying Nick and Luke, always a good combo back together on Saturday nights. And do not forget Scott, my guy behind the scenes, Dave Vega, Luke, how was it with my boy Cecil? He's an absolute scoundrel. Um, so obviously we're close and neighbors and things like that, but we, we do hit the road together and it's funny, you know, you got some rules of the road, if you will. Um, Maybe we'll get into that a little bit later and some of our, oh, our yeah. funny little habits of just trying to, you know, we're all just children. We're, we're just big boys. Um, happy to see some football, man. So it was a good trip. Falling sloth. Howdy. What's up, y'all? In the house as well. Loving the energy from Broncos country tonight here on MHI. He is Nick Kendall. I'm Luke Patterson. Our guy, Mike S., Alabama Crimson Tide fan saying what's up, EJ. Good evening, Nick and Luke and Broncos country. And here we go. This show is rocking. Our guy, Alfred Stolen. What's up, guys? Denver Broncos for life. Regards from Germany. Absolutely love it, Nick. Broncos country is all over the world. Yeah, we got Jermaine Drawtree coming in here with potentially stars. Uh, yeah, stars says Scott in the background doing the uh, the international sign for stars. So thank you so much, Jermaine. Uh, good to see you. And... Happy Saturday night. I uh, Jermaine says, I think Locke is here for another year. Uh, definitely possible. Obviously, Locke mm -hmm. currently is the only quarterback on the Broncos under contract for next season. So definitely a chance Locke is here. I think that Locke in a more an offense where the first read is open more often, hopefully, uh, with Nathaniel Hackett coming from that uh, Shanahan, Lafleur type of tree, uh, that the first read would be open. Maybe you could see Locke be a little bit better uh, in this game than Shermer, but uh, who knows, man? It's the offseason. Doesn't sound like Peyton has been full out endorsing Locke like we had a year ago, but Locke is still here. He's still got upside. He's still cost control. He's still young. So there's still a chance that Locke is here next year. There's still a chance that Locke could be the starter next year. You're exactly right. And I just, if you're George Payton, you've got to have a contingency plan. You've got to figure out if something goes wrong and um, a team pulls out of a trade, whether that be a Green Bay, a Seattle, a, you name it, Houston, just for argument's sake. Um, and no, I'm not hearing anything about Houston or Seattle, but it, it's just one of those things where it's like, if something goes wrong, who do you have? I don't think that George Payton really wants Teddy Bridgewater at a very high rate for being an NFL yeah. starter. So uh, I encourage everybody to go to mahahuddle.com where uh, one of our 
who who grabbed that article? Do you remember? Was it you? You've been writing up a storm. I think it was been, Zach. Okay, Zach. Zach grabbed an article, and it's a really good piece, kind of detailing is what a Bridgewater reunion could be like with the Broncos. And do you go into it and start to wonder if is there going to be another competition again between Drew Locke and Teddy? And I would say absolutely not. It's going to be one or the other. It's more than likely going to be Drew. Uh, Green Bay. They don't have any interest in in Drew Locke, in my opinion, based off of some things that I've heard. Um, that's not to say that other teams don't have interest in Drew Locke, and I guess you that's worth exploring, but you've got to figure it out. Are you going to bring in a free agent quarterback and try to deal for one? That sounds really, really expensive, and it doesn't sound like George Payton. Yeah, I was a little bit bummed, actually, to hear some information drop the other day uh, talking with uh, DNVR's Ryan Konigsberg saying that getting the – the feeling okay. around Dub Valley is that uh, the yeah just but this is an information that I thought was interesting that uh, a lot of people in the Denver Broncos organization were a little bit disappointed last year with how Locke took the news that he lost the uh, quarterback competition and essentially really tuned out um, from the team and based on his backup reps I would guess that maybe he was tuned out when he wasn't preparing to be a starter because it was not very good when he was a backup but that was disappointing I mean. Michael Jordan was cut from his high school team and he doubled down and went on to become the goat. So when the chips are down, you know, that says a lot about a person's character and Locke reportedly uh, kind of tuning out disappointed me, but he's probably going to get another shot next year somewhere. He has enough talent. He has enough traits um, that he should get a shot. Uh, so it'll be interesting, interesting to see. I just believe it's mostly on him. You know, if you want to be great, go be great. You know, buddy, like it's, you want to be a great starting NFL quarterback, go earn it. Uh, and you know who's earning or making us earn it today? Matt Thompson. Thank you so much for the stars. Beautiful family. Happy Saturday to you. Hope you're having a great February and uh, stick around. We'll keep talking to you. If you have any questions, uh, hit us up. Miguel Daddy. coming in too. Miguel, thank you so much, man. This is really, seriously, this is so nice. Um, I appreciate everybody in the comments who has um, wished me a happy birthday, but he says happy early dirty 30 birthday boss. Thank you very much. I could not say that 10 times fast, uh, but appreciate it a lot. Uh, Jermaine coming back in double dipping. Thank wow. you so much, Jermaine. Um, nice saying, I, th I think Locke is a better player in a West Coast offense, rolling out and throwing the deep ball. Well, Jermaine, I agree with you to an extent, but uh, we were running. We the Broncos have been running a West Coast offense last last the whole time. Locke's been the quarterback. Pat Shermer is running an iteration of the West Coast offense. Now it's it's a different branch of the West Coast offense. It's the Andy Reid branch um, for Pat Shermer, but it still is West Coast in a lot of the principles, a lot of the language. The big thing that's going to change here is the the run scheme. Not as much the pass scheme. The run scheme is going to change much more outside zone instead of the inside zone in this. And maybe with that, you see some more uh, deep shots and bootlegs, et cetera, et cetera. But the Kyle Shanahan offense is not this like deep throwing passing offense all the time. It's about getting guys in space, getting them yak opportunities and a lot of quick game. Uh, so mm -hmm. we'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but uh, they have been running a West coast offense. It's just a different iteration. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, it, it's one of those things. You're exactly right. Locke has had his opportunities to yeah. be sure. And uh, I do not feel bad for drew. He just hasn't made the most of those opportunities. Not a lot of Broncos have if we're being honest on this, on this team, yeah. but quarterback is a different position. You're exactly right. You have to always be ready. Uh, even, you know, journeyman quarterback Trevor Simeon, who still has the most starts and wins as a starter in the post Peyton Manning era. I mean, come on, Drew, you you should be better than that. And I was a Trevor Simeon guy. And he's just he's talking to a guy who had a first round grade on Drew Locke. OK, like that was me. And I am disappointed. I think that um, his heart hurts probably because the fan base is turned on him. And that's just some of the human 
human element, if you will, of this game. Now, when you've got a coach that's disconnected like Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer doing Lord knows what, that's got to even kill your confidence even yeah. more. So that's not to say he shouldn't have reacted a different way, but you're exactly right in saying he should get another shot. And uh, speaking of shots, our guy, Andrew Lampy is always giving us shots of love, shots of excitement, shots of energy, a valued member of Broncos country and the Super Chat superstars here on MHI. Andrew Lampy saying, happy Saturday, everyone. Can you, guys, can you guys give a short list of who Broncos were talking with at All-Star Games? And who do you guys like on that list? All right, Andrew, here we go. First things first, no surprises um, for me. Broncos are looking at offensive linemen right now. They're looking at interior. They're looking at exterior tackles. Um, one player that I wrote up, I think it was on one of my second days, was a SMU cat that I really, really liked, Nick, uh, an interior lineman. Let's see, I'm trying to pull that article up because I want to make sure I get his name right, everyone's name right, because these cats are out there. Kellen Deesh, I absolutely loved. Offensive tackle from ASU, he's going to be a mid-round pick. So uh, at Shrine, at least, it seemed to me that there were a lot of there was a lot of talent in the mid to later rounds. Senior Bowl, I wasn't there. I didn't make that trip. Scott did. And he can correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like you had a lot more of the premium talent uh, rounds one through three and four at the senior bowl. But when it comes to quarterback, man, it's a really rough quarterback class. Um, Hayden Howerton is the interior offensive lineman. I'm thinking from, from SMU, he can play all five positions. I can verify the Bronco scouts not only took interest in him, but they spent a lot of time with him and he feels fairly comfortable uh, with the Broncos right now. It's not to say the Broncos are going to hit on him and he's going to be the next Quinn Miners or anything, but interior offensive line tight end is also another position. Nick, what are you hearing? Uh, just in general, Miguel coming in about the uh, senior bowl. What am I hearing with, with the team in general? Uh, I thought the interior defensive line at the senior bowl was phenomenal. And amazing the was phenomenal. Um, I think there is some good offensive line talent, but too, but just the depth of the front seven, uh, specifically along the defensive line is incredible. Um, my guy, uh, one guy that I really like, uh, boy, Mafe from Minnesota, who's still kind of getting it together. He was incredible uh, today in the senior bowl. I think he had two sacks. Um, Luke, Luke, Luquette or Luquetta, Jake Luquetta. Lucetta is the he played an off ball position for Penn State, but now they're kind of making him in a walk down Sam, kind of a big Sam on the line of scrimmage type of guy. And he was he was a terror um, getting after the quarterback. Jermaine Johnson was really good, had a good week. Uh, Kingsley and Igbari, and those are just the edge guys. So that's my biggest takeaway. The other big takeaway from the Senior Bowl is that while Malik Willis has a lot of tools and a lot of things to get excited about it kind of confirmed a lot of what I thought coming into this is that this isn't a great quarterback group at the top this year. Um, if you want to swing on a guy, I think the one to swing on would be Malik Willis. And, you know, I think drafting the quarterback should be a home run derby. If it's just short of the fence, it's an out. I don't care. It needs, you need to hit a home run uh, first round of the quarterback position uh, for the traits. But other than that, it just, nobody won the big winner of the senior bowl is the quarterback who wasn't there in Matt Corral, which is if that yeah. doesn't say anything about that class and I don't know what does. You're exactly right, man. I agree with everything you said about Malik Willis. Uh, I think Todd McShay and his too early to predict, I think I wrote that piece up, uh, he had Malik Willis. So very early on for Denver um, and yeah. things changed. That was before the coaching change and before a lot of different things. So it's hard to weigh too much into that, but you're exactly right. Malik Willis, he had the most to prove and he did well down there at Mobile from everything I can tell and from people I speak to and, and reading and listening to you guys as well. I mean, Scott's there 
Nick, you're watching the film just like me. Um, but he, his stock is red hot. Uh, the general philosophy in the scouting community, as you well know, Nick, and Scott, you as well, uh, the quarterbacks are not great this year. They're, some aren't even very good. I mean, Kenny Pickett is the number one quarterback um, in this scouting community right now, and then there's kind of a drop-off after Malik Willis. So that's not to say there aren't going to be quarterbacks that are drafted and reached for within the first round, but, man, it's – I don't like it. Now, I know that you're really craving a linebacker, um, specifically <laughs> on the outside, right? Yeah, getting after the quarterback. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about getting after the quarterback. Um, a player that I liked that's played inside and outside at Shrine is Jack Sandburn, a linebacker from mm. Wisconsin. And uh, it was really interesting talking to some some folks down there. They forecasted him one specific source forecasted him as a mid-round pick uh, with his stock on the rise with comparisons to New York Giants linebacker Blake Martinez and Steelers linebacker Joe Schobert. So I was really curious about those those comparisons, and obviously we got to be weary when we're comparing, trying to compare these, these prospects. But, yeah. man, the Broncos need to upgrade the linebacker position. Baron Browning can't wait to see what's going to happen. But Alexander Johnson, Josie Jewell, will they come back to Denver? I Not both of them. No. That probably should take a linebacker at some point in the draft. Hopefully not their first round pick given historical data, but with the top of this draft class, if the Broncos do have their first round pick and they don't love the guys there, you know, the guy you're taking at nine typically goes in a normal class at pick 20. Um, then maybe if you love a linebacker there, I can get behind it. I don't love it, but I can get behind it. Uh, so uh, Jack Sanborn, I like him a lot. Um, it was, it was hard to watch him at Wisconsin this year because I felt like he was maybe the, third best player on that Wisconsin front line. Um, I really loved Wisconsin nose tackle. who will be coming out next year in Benton. He was the guy who, uh, the straw that stirred the drink for that front. He's incredible. I was hoping he'd come out this year as a nose tackle. And then uh, Leo Chenal uh, is the <laughs> other linebacker at Wisconsin. And I think he's more of a, a playmaker than Sanborn is coming out, but he's a little limited because he's like six two. 260 270 like a really weird build for a linebacker but Sanborn um I I like him a lot and also I think he can be a good player for you in the third phase of the game uh special teams as well so if you're looking for a linebacker yeah. day three, I would have no issue with him and exactly day three that's where yeah. you want to try to really get some value in Broncos country don't scoff at that we're going to be covering it here uh, it's absolutely a blast we all love it we're hopping on and off the pod all day to write articles do pressers everything else here at mile high huddle so do not miss the draft coming up in April here on mile high huddle airwaves but you're exactly right man i mean you you've got to find value this is where you're finding caden stearns this is where you're finding some broncos that not only we're playing but we're starting at the end of the year a uh, jonathan cooper you know you're, you're gonna swing on some of these cats and you have to hit and george payton has hit so far so it's absolutely an expectation that he hits and speaking of hitting our guy peter middleton's hitting us up with some support and some love we really appreciate you pete uh with a good question nick so how many quarterbacks go in the first round which teams do you think take one? I would say for me right now, I would say three quarterbacks are going to go in the first round. Uh, but I would not be surprised if it like got to four to five just because teams get desperate, teams scramble, GMs panic, especially a lot of new GMs in the league. And uh, it's it could go any way, man. I mean, the thing about taking a quarterback in the first round, especially if you're talking the end of the first round, is they maybe don't become a superstar quarterback. But if you can get a... Kurt Cousins-esque quarterback on a rookie contract, there's a lot of value for that. Now, it's a terminal value because eventually you're going to have to either pay the guy or go back to the market. But if you can get a competent quarterback paying him a fifth, a tenth of what he would get on the open market, um, there can be value there. I do think, like I mentioned earlier, uh, the sound is a lot of people, general consensus is this is a pretty poor of the top of the draft class this year. We might have a 
not historic low, but like the, the least amount of first round grades for a draft class since the 2013 class, which was just abysmal. Um, that's yeah. been the general talk of what I've hearing. There is some talent mm. here, but it's not the, it's not like last year um, where again, some other people have said the first 12 guys that went off the board last year would go before the number one pick in this year's class, as far as the grade. So sure. uh, again, um, how many quarterbacks go in the first round Four, maybe because mm-hmm. you're not talking about the level of talent and edge rusher or the, the premium types, edge rushers or tackles or cornerbacks um, like in other years. And that could force quarterbacks to come up the board because the payoff is huge. If you can hit on the guy, just because there's not other value there. It's not like 2011 where like either you were picking Christian Ponder or you're picking JJ Watt. You know, it's like, it's not that right. situation where take a quarterback swing or miss on a hall of famer. Eh, I don't think it's going to be that situation this season. Um, but I do think four quarterbacks. The question is, uh, three or four quarterbacks. Question is which ones? I would say for sure, Malik Willis, for sure, Matt Corral. Can you pick it? Yes. Sam Howell, maybe. Sam Howell, the youngest guy, probably yep. the second best arm at the senior bowl. I mm-hmm. don't think Ritter will go there. I do not think Strong will go there. Oh, I don't think Ritter. I could see Strong making a push. Like, not in a way that I like him, but just I can, I don't know. Yeah. You know what's weird? One little rumor I heard at the Shrine is that the Jets are eyeing quarterback early. And that was very surprising to me. Like, so, oh, Jesus, they're out on Zach that quick, huh? Um, don't know if that's the case. That was my perception of it, and I didn't really ask once I heard it. Um, but it was just like, man, so you got to be on the lookout for those teams that do weird things in the draft. And one could go quarterback heavy that's already got a quarterback, a young quarterback, a first-rounder mm-hmm. from last year. It would certainly be mm-hmm. bizarre. Our guy Rodney Garcia weighing in with that support and that love. We really appreciate you, Rodney. Looks like uh, a picture from Rodney's playing days and saying, I can dig with Malik Willis. And that's one thing I've seen a lot on social media this last week. It seems like Broncos country is really taking a liking to Malik Willis because how could you not when you're watching what he's doing down there in Mobile, what he did down there in Mobile at the Senior Bowl and um, he had the type of performance he needed to have to at least make him a legitimate quarterback in this conversation and moving forward towards the draft. Uh, He's a lot of fun. Um, He has a lot of good things on tape. I mean, the arm pops it's not just that he can sit there from a static pocket and deliver the football it's different arm angles it's off platform it's outside of structure um heave hoeing and then he's he literally is a running back um number two in all of college football last year in yards after contact average per carry number one rushing grade in football last year of all players in college football uh according to pro football focus so i mean legitimately the type of athlete he is he could if quarterback doesn't work out for him he could be a big time running back in the NFL, which is crazy that he's a quarterback, but quarterback's number one job is accuracy processing, getting the guy, the ball to guys in space. I'm worried that if he doesn't get a Trey Lance esque uh, arc early on, that he's going to have the wrong answers to the test. You want him to be able to go from read to read to read and make the correct throw. And I think early on, if you're forcing him out there, it's going to be one read, Eyes going to drop, tuck and run. And that's not sustainable long-term for good quarterback play. So I hope wherever he goes, the fan base and the team are patient to give him a little time because the tools are insane. Um, But I I do think he needs time Um, worth a swing at 10 or nine overall. If you love the character, if you're sold on the intangibles, yes, but that's a big if that I, I can't answer because I'm not talking to the guy. I don't know the guy. 
Yeah, I don't either. He's it's sort of sort of a mystery, right? With yeah. with Malik Willis, and when you're picking a quarterback in the first round, you shouldn't. It shouldn't be a mystery. You should know everything about this guy. Yeah. And that was one of the errors and problems with Paxton Lynch that often comes up so much, right? The video games, yeah. him being checked out, all the 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 low hanging fruit that we all pick, but you know, deservingly so. And, and it's just one of those deals for me where I feel like Malik Willis. If I were going to do a pro comparison, I would say maybe a poor man's Lamar Jackson. Um, doesn't have the athletic. I mean, he's so athletic, but I mean, Lamar Jackson's a freak. He does things 20 pounds heavier. Yeah. And he's a big, yeah. And he's a big man. Um, Malik is not a large quarterback and that's, there's going to be questions there. There already are, but, uh, we're about halfway through the show here on MHI. He's Nick Kendall. I'm Luke Patterson, Scott in the back. Really helping us run this show, and yeah. basically one of the hottest rumors. Let's just let's just go ahead and address it now. That I heard down in Vegas, Nick. I'm sure you've heard it as well. Is that teams are bracing themselves in the NFL? All 30 teams for the Packers and the Broncos to hopefully get a deal done. I don't know when that deal is going to get done, but I'm hearing that teams are are expecting Aaron Rodgers to be in the in the Mile High City. Um, not only that, but Devontae Adams could be reuniting with him in Denver. Uh, was shocked when I heard it because of who I heard it from, you know, and, and it, it's just one of those deals where when the rest of the league is talking about it and it's like, Oh, Nathaniel Hacken, huh? Have fun with Rogers. This is what you're giving up. Um, it, it's like, Oh, uh, really? You know, kind of made my trip. Trying was great and everything, but Nick, I'm feeling super good about Aaron Rodgers. not saying it's going to happen, but jeez, uh, that would yeah. be insane to finally get a super bowl winning quarterback back in the house. Yeah, I mean, if you can get Rodgers in here, I know that I'm put put everything that's happened in the last year in a box. Uh, he's an incredible football player and the will be the reigning back-to-back MVP player. Um he does things that not many quarterbacks can. He doesn't have the the club in his bag anymore where he can get get outside the pocket and hit some of those throws that he used to that we kind of see from Josh Allen Patrick Mahomes, but he's so good from within the pocket and uh, he can come in and give you a big jump start on what Hackett wants to do scheme wise. Um, obviously you want to tailor your scheme around the quarterback and what the, let's say what LaFleur does with the Packers, mm-hmm. most Aaron Rodgers will look different than what they're doing with Rodgers now um, because you want to implement things that your quarterback feels comfortable with, but man, please Luke, don't get my hopes up last year. I was so sad when that didn't happen. Um, cause I was like, okay, like, um, so first it was Teddy Bridgewater coming in a little bit mad. Then I saw the cost and they brought him in. Okay. They pretty much brought him in for free. I can get that. You're still set up to get a quarterback one way or another, hoping that the Falcons or not the Falcons, the, uh, 49ers take Mac Jones at three and give us Trey Lance or Justin Fields doesn't happen, but the Broncos are linked to Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I can pass on a quarterback this year. If you can bring us Aaron Rodgers draft pasts, a month pasts, another month pasts. Doesn't happen. So I'm hoping. I mean, I I am hoping and praying. And Devontae Adams too. Sign me up. I let's do it. Jerry Judy, who? I mean, I don't even care. Like he, Jerry Judy's gonna be a great player. But if you're bringing in Rodgers, your window is three to five years. That's lines up exactly with Devontae's peak the next three to five years. Go get it. Go win a championship. Go all in. Yeah, man. I just yeah. I don't want to get my hopes up either. But I feel really confident right now. I I just. Tennessee, I love you guys. I mean, awesome, awesome states. Um, Nashville, absolutely love it. But you guys are not getting Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry to say, just because he's buying a house or he bought a house does not mean that he wants to join the Titans. And think about it. If you're Aaron Rodgers and you had a microphone in your face, or even if you didn't, and they said, do you want to join the Titans? How are you going to say no? 
he's just gonna say, yeah, I'm open to that because he's got to explore his options as well. I mean, he's mm -hmm. not just going to go wherever the hell he wants. It's going to get a little nasty, I imagine, between him and Green Bay. And they're going to have to figure out a way where both sides feel like they get a little. But I don't think a lot of sides want to bend. And that's going to be really interesting. And we're going to have to see from there. But Rodney Garcia is weighing in again, um, wanting to get back to the draft. Absolutely love it. What's your guys' take on a running back in the draft and what round? You must have you Rodney knows you, Nick. This the question was for you because Nick loves running backs in the draft, especially with the first round pick. Yeah, I mean, if you love a running back <laughs> starting round three and you have not already done a sunk cost as far as paying like bringing Melvin Gordon back or signing Cordell Patterson or something of that vein, then yeah, um, this is a team that's probably going to want to run the football. We've seen with Nathaniel Hackett that he just came from Green Bay with a team with an MVP quarterback that got a lot of carries to AJ Dillon, two uh, names escaping me, the other good running back that they have there, Aaron Jones. Um, so you probably do want another running back in Denver. Uh, I personally would hope they bring back or bring in somebody in the veteran free agent route for cheap. Uh, but it would be interesting. And Dave coming in here with a name that uh, I see it here. Dave Falcons fan. Good to see you, Dave uh, joining us on Scott's channels a lot. Damien nice. Pierce um, from Florida. He had a heck of yep. a week down in the senior bowl. He is one of my favorite things. Uh, he's a great pass protector. If you can't pass protect as a running back, I don't have any use for you uh, in today's NFL. And Pierce was criminally underused there for Florida. So he's an interesting one as well. I also like uh, the Notre Dame running back, Kayvon Williams. I want to say his name is he, he run blocks or pass blocks. Like whoever's coming in insulted his mama. You know, it's like, it's personal. Let's check it so out. Really fun. Yeah, oh, he's, okay. he's angry pass blocker. So nice. I'm like. looking. I'm looking for a little bit of speed now uh, with Javante. Sure. So yeah. I, the first thing I I noticed was his teammate Ty Chandler down there from North Carolina um, at Shrine, and he is a speedy back. He is not a Javante Williams. I'm going to run through you and get the yeah. angry runs awards. Um, so that's curious, just because it's kind of a cute little fact. Oh, it'd be cool if they joined forces, but you don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, USC Trojans running back. I think it's Keontae Ingram or Ingram. Uh, looked really good at the sh at Shrine, but he's got to be a, a mid to late round pick just because of the position. You've got to be able to not only pass block, but you got to be able to catch the ball and more importantly, run routes. That's one of the biggest things that you can do as a running back in today's NFL. Peter Middleton weighing in saying, I listened to Eric's analysis on the vast depth of edge rushers on the trickle zone. Which such depth would you draft one in the second round and get the best player available, like a cornerback or a tackle in the first round? So Peter's asking if the Broncos got a cornerback or attack on the first round, what edge rusher would you be looking at in the second round? I like this question too, because let's imagine the Broncos don't have a first rounder because they traded it for a quarterback. Um, so it really depends on how the board's going to fall. Uh, a guy that was down at the senior bowl who tweaked his hamstring, who I was hoping to see more from um, this class was Cam Thomas from San Diego state. I think he was one of the top players in the NFL or in college football this last year in uh tackles for loss and sacks. So he's a lot of fun. He's a big guy. Uh, Boy, I'm already talked about him a bit. Kingsley and is a name to keep an eye on. Um, maybe a guy like Jermaine Johnson slips down there. I don't think mm -hmm. so because of this class. Um, who knows about a couple of those guys as well, but there's, there's a lot of edges that you can get excited about this year. Uh, Myji Sanders, um, et cetera, et cetera. But for me, I mean, I like a lot of these edge rushers, but who's the defensive coordinator? What scheme are we running? What type of bodies do we want? Are we going to be running a more slashing penetrating front with seven uh, guys plugging one uh, single gap to, or are we going to be playing the gap and a half two gapping scheme that we saw with Vic Fangio? So we'll be interesting. And those questions need to be answered before we really know where these guys fit and which ones would be best for the Broncos. But you're going to have a chance at a solid player uh, round two uh, at the edge rushing spot this year. 
I think so too. I wouldn't give up a premium pick for a pass rusher just because the depth is just insane this year. Um, so yeah, I would say day two, I'd be okay with that. And I mean, if you love a guy, go get him. But uh, you got to feel good about a Jonathan Cooper. You, you've got to feel decent about his prospects and his development. James James is helping us uh, along with our show and showing us support and love. $5 super. Appreciate you very much, James. Uh, very excited for the new regime. I really hope they go with Drew Locke. I think he's got what it takes. And uh, I think that's a fair opinion. I mean, maybe Locke does get another shot. Maybe this Nathaniel Hackett and his staff that is being assembled as we speak uh, looks at Locke. He's certainly a cheap option, as we talked about earlier. But, Nick, speaking of assembling the staff, uh, Broncos tight end coach Wade Hardman was let go about an hour ago per yeah. Mike Kliss on Twitter. That's a tough one. We're starting to see some familiar names that we have um, developed relationships with that we've watched from afar that we've um, gotten to know over the years. And to see a Reggie Herring go was tough to see Wade Hardman, you know, Chris Cooper, Mike Munchak, even though he was here for a short amount of time, it's tough when you got to see some of these coaches go, but I think it's fair because you know that with their reputation, they're going to get a job. Uh, the Broncos are going to endorse them. George Payton's going to do the right thing. And sometimes it's time for a change for everybody. Yeah, no, sometimes it is time for a change. We'll see how it plays out. But the thing is, Locke has enough arm talent and he's shown to be in the least a competent spot starter uh, for you in the least. So he's going to get a chance. Maybe that ends up he, him becoming a Ryan Fitzpatrick where he kicks around the league and we're a year where you don't have your guy. Mm -hmm. Hey, insert lock. You know, let's see what happens. He's got some arm talent. to throw it deep. Or maybe he ends up being Ryan Tannehill. I mean, who knows? Second spot, it clicks for him in a scheme or a fit that's better. Who knows? Uh, Locke does have the frame and he has the arm talent. Uh, there are other questions there, but he's going to get a shot. He's going to stick around for the league for a while and he's going to be able to make some money in the league. So that's, that's more than you can say about a lot of guys. So we'll see what happens with him. Michael Ronquillo coming back in uh, so white from Arizona. He's talking about the running back there. Uh, white from Arizona state in rounds four or five. I like white um, watching again, talking senior bowl reps. I didn't think that he had the best uh, pass blocking reps out there. I think he's looks and moves like a wide receiver. So I'd be curious if there might be a position change for him there in the future. Uh, Cause he is so skinny in his base. But he's one that, you know, round four or five, heck, sure. Yeah, we Broncos have five top 100 picks. If you think a running back down there in that day three range can come in and contribute, hallelujah, go for it. That, that'd be great. That would be great. And Chase Wellner, speaking of great, weighing in and always helping us out. Love is happy. Gilmore picture there. Favorite day two offensive tackles that fit a zone scheme. So I, I mentioned his name a little bit earlier. Kellen Deach from Arizona State. There you go, Mike. One of your guys in your in your uh, neck of the woods was one of the very first players I noticed. And he's six foot seven, 300 pounds. Nick, he does not look like he's 300 pounds. This guy mm -hmm. shredded it up. Uh, he's in great shape. He's athletic. He's, uh, I think a guy that you could really get a lot of value in, in a day two pick or a mid to late round pick, um, mm -hmm. his graduate transfer. He's got a lot of reps under his belt. Uh, he's got quick feet for a big guy. I really, really yeah. like that, especially in this scheme. Um, he can play both left and right tackle. He was getting a lot of attention. I loved his hand placement. I loved his physicality. He even looks like he's got some Travis Kelsey to his face. That's how like lean and everything he is. Imagine Travis Kelsey just a little bit taller. They say 300 pounds. They got to put some weight on that boy. Uh, but Deesh is definitely a tackle that I like a lot. No, I'm not suggesting that he come in and, and – take over Garrett Bowles, the blind side or anything like that. But I think it would be interesting to start developing him and start getting him some reps in the preseason and ultimately see what he could do. 
Yeah, um, guys who stick out for me uh, in this, I'm curious to see if Bernard Raymond uh, makes it to Mm -hmm. the Broncos pick at 40. I could see him going anywhere from pick 15 all the way to 50. I mean, that's the type of draft class we have this year with how jumbled it's going to be, which is great. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. Sometimes it's going to be like, how did that guy last that long? Sometimes it's going to be, how the heck did that guy go that early? But uh, Bernard Raymond is one that sticks out for me. He has a very Garrett Bowlesy career arc to date um, coming from Austria this is only a second year playing tackle. He's put on like 50 to 70 pounds over the last two years as he transitions from tight end to tackle. He intrigues me a lot. I really like Max Mitchell from Louisiana. Probably mm-hmm. needs a year to work, put on some weight and get some technique down, but he's a great mover in space. I thought Braxton Jones uh, put him put himself on the map there at the Senior Bowl. Six foot seven from the Senior Bowl moves pretty darn well. And then a little bit further down, um, Gene DeLance um, from Florida. He is one... He's one guy who actually, Will Anderson, probably the best defensive player in college football last year, uh, a year away still um, from the draft class. But Gene DeLance, actually, I thought locked up Will Anderson pretty darn well. He has 36 arm length. He moves pretty well as a former five-star recruit as well. So keep an eye out for him as well. He might even be more of the the day three kind of guy, but I like him a lot. There's a lot of interesting prospects, and and just because they're not premier names necessarily right now, do not sleep on the mid to late rounders. It's where teams form Super Bowl rosters. It's where you get uh, starters. It's where you get pro bowlers. It's where the work goes. Tina Fairchild is weighing in with some support. Really appreciate you saying, I know our biggest need. Um, I know it's not our biggest need, but I would be happy if we picked up Stingley Jr. in the first uh, that would be sweet to pair with PS2. And, of course, referencing Derek Stingley Jr. from LSU, uh, one of the premier cornerbacks in this league. And that's the one thing the Broncos I don't think have to worry about. I would dare to – I just don't think it's getting – I'm sorry. I love it. In my heart, I love it because I love defense. And you have got to lock up these receivers in the AFC West. So mm-hmm. I like where your head's at. Maybe George Payton decides to get some depth with these DBs in some later rounds, especially a lot of DBs out of the SEC every year. Yeah, and that's something, another takeaway from the Senior Bowl. The secondary group that was there, not very good. Cornerbacks, not very good. Now, a lot of times you don't see as good of wide receivers or cornerbacks Getting at the Senior Bowl uh, <laughs> because those guys tend to come out early. Um, those kind of twitch freak, height, weight, speed guys. They're not the strength, body changing, building positions that you see on the defensive line or the offensive line, which is why typically you have better of those guys at the Senior Bowl. Uh, but I'm I'm with you. Um, it'd be great to get Stingley Jr. here. I am hearing some whispers about the foot. Um, he had a foot injury this last year. There might be some issues with that foot. So if you see him fall, that could be a problem. He also does have some tackling concerns. But if you're looking for a press man corner, Singley Jr. is awesome. Uh, don't sleep on uh, Ahmed Sauce Gardner as well. Six foot three. Looked really good in the uh, playoffs this year for Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a lot of fun. I mean, his name is Sauce. God's sake. Yeah, well, just get him Sting- in here. Stingley's not a small cat either. I think he's like six foot one, 190 pounds or 192 yeah. or something like that. So, I mean, yep. he's not a small corner either. And these receivers, no. Nick, they're getting bigger and bigger. And like, you're just, you're, the speed is there too. It used to not always be that way. And it's just, things are crazy right now in the league. Yeah. And I also really like Andrew Booth. Um, it seems to be a little bit more of a wide variance of, mm-hmm. of opinion on him. But if he goes to the senior bowl or goes to the combine and test, like, I think he will. Somebody will take a shot. I'm in the top 20, no doubt. Uh, Nathan coming in $5. I know it's a long shot, but is there a possibility of a fullback being featured in Hackett's offense? Seems hmm. like a lost art these days. Uh, it's definitely a possibility. I can't recall a fullback, a true fullback being used in the Green Bay scheme. They use the uh, the tight end that they drafted in the third round a couple of years ago. It's like an H-back tight end position. More of the, not the big body blocking kind of guy, but more of the move piece in the pass game. Uh, so maybe there's a uh, guy you see there. We saw this last year with Andrew Beck a little bit. Maybe that just becomes a more involved role in the offense going forward, but it'll be really interesting to see uh, with the wide zone. It'd be fun. I, 
it's counterintuitive. I think if you bring a fullback in here, I'm hoping that that correlates with more play action and deep shots, because if you're inviting guys in the box, that means there's space in the back end to take advantage of. There is the name. Thank you, Cece. I just, that's, thank you for being our secondary producer. <laughs> we always got, Scott's always busy and always rocking it with us, but um, no, Cece, I absolutely love it. Nathan, that's a great question because I like what you're getting at, because I think what you're getting with Nathaniel Hackett and his staff that's being assembled is you're going to get creativity. You're going to get plays that excite players. Um, well, one of the biggest things I think as a coach and knowing nothing about having to coach, I like to think that I can scout and evaluate, but coaching is a whole nother realm. Uh, I think the first thing you've got to do is you've got to explain to players the why you can't just tell them you need to do this and they have to go do it. And they have some reservations. I think trust issues happen that way. Um, but I think Nathaniel Hackett with a guy that's out there at ball arena last night, banging the Denver nuggets drum uh, saying, we're going to score a lot of points with his offensive coordinator. I mean, that's a guy that's bringing energy. That's a guy that's going to bring some flair and maybe you do see a tight end uh, utilized as a fullback, but in terms of drafting one, I don't see it. Maybe you get like an undrafted free agent in here. Uh, those guys always, Eric Saubert, absolutely loved. Uh, maybe you could try to see something there, but I can tell you for a fact, Noah Fant is pumped up. Uh, I've heard from very close sources that the first thing Noah Fant said when uh, Nathaniel Hackett was hired was, oh, great, I'm going to finally catch the ball some more. So uh, I, I think going from Pat Shermer to this Green Bay style of offense is going to really benefit tight end. But I would not be uh, displeased one bit to see a fullback get some love. A-Train, Mike Alstott, where you at? Be a lot of fun. We see some uh, Howard Griffith type in the chat too, man. There you go. Nobody could stop Howard Griffith on a head like 1998 NFL game day. And I just swing past a Howard Griffith 90 yards every time. It was a lot of fun. He ran Rodney over LeVar. He ran over LeVar Arrington in Pittsburgh. Uh, LeVar yes. flattened him that first Super Bowl season in 97. I think it was on the America's team. I, I heard, read about that. And it was like on that nasty Pittsburgh's turf, too. And I think it was a double team. And, and I can't remember who was helping him. But, dude, LeVar Arrington, just a beast of a man for the Steelers. So, yeah, got to give some love to, to Howard. Yeah. Absolutely. Rodney Garcia coming back in saying, thanks guys for answering these great, great questions about the draft. These great questions. Dude. Thank you so much. Uh, Rodney. Dude, Rodney, man, Rodney's plugged in and Broncos country's plugged in. The worst part of my trip to Vegas was I could not stand all the Raiders crap that is everywhere. I don't know if the city has like made deals with the cab drivers or the Uber drivers or what, but they were all wearing Raider gear. Um, just bizarre. And then you're hearing the Josh McDaniel stuff and, and you're starting to see them, you know, snag a couple Broncos pieces and Kelly, that's a tough one to see go. Um, because I know that he was leaned on a lot last year from, from George Payton and his staff, but I think George Payton is, is trying to build a good, good staff around him. I think he feels good. He's, he seems like a very loyal individual and mm -hmm. it's just crazy to see how, quickly things are going now slow at the same time i mean they're broncos coaches we don't know the future of zakazani i mean right and that's one of the biggest things we're wondering now if reggie herring's getting let go and and wade hardman's getting let go i mean geez you can't let zach let go i mean like this is our guy right he's done so much for the broncos wide receiver so it's interesting to see how the coaching uh scheme and staff comes together yeah, will be really interesting to see. It was a little bit sad to see Mike Munchak go, but uh, it's a young scheme and um, kind of think hope for the best. That's the different thing about these scheme. coaches. Yeah, it's a different scheme. You hope for the best with these guys. We'll see how it plays out. Um, we'll get to Daniel here real quick. Daniel Vasquez Jr. rocking the picture. Maybe a little overlooking the Grand Canyon. Kid you not, the picture on our screen is like one millimeter big, but it looks like you're overlooking something beautiful there, Daniel. So thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate you and your support. If you have any questions, make sure you get at us. 
Rodney Garcia coming back in saying, I'm a little upset about the pro bowl. None of our players playing tomorrow, Justin Simmons and PS two. They were snubbed. They were indeed snubbed. Um, it would be great to see those guys get the accolades pro bowls, a popularity contest. Uh, it's really those all pros that are the real value. Um, if you can get those guys on it, neither of those guys deserve the all pro this season. Maybe Simmons, he, he'd have been borderline, but, uh, it's a bummer for them. I'm bummed because they are bummed to not get the the credit for it, but I'm happy they're not going to be playing in the senior bowl because I don't want them playing meaningless, yeah. a meaningless football game and getting injured. N- not worth the risk. No, it's not worth the trouble either. I don't need you hanging out and those guys don't get in trouble. So I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying it's like, it's sin city and you know, got sometimes things happen, man. So I don't need it. Um, yeah. I, I think Peter Middleton's coming in here with a good question because yeah. Peter understands the NFL. And he's asking, uh, which Packers, Vikings, or Rams players do the Broncos ultimately sign up? Thinking of the st- the staff that we've signed and potential links other than Rodgers. Peter, this is where I really like where your head is at because when I go down and I'm trying to scout players, and Nick, I'm not sure if you do this either, but I'm sure you do based off of reading uh, your reports and, and listening to you on the airwaves. But the first thing I, I think about when Nathaniel Hackett comes on is, okay, what kind of offense did he run in Green Bay? And what kind of players is he looking for that are similar to Green Bay? I'm not talking about just Devontae Adams, but you know this is a guy that is going to want to pass the ball, but he's a guy that loves to run the ball also. And, mm-hmm. and you can see what he did a little bit with Jacksonville and, and what he's done with the Green Bay Packers with Jones and Dylan. And so um, for me, I think this is a realistic thing. I can't off the top of my head think of uh, some free agents for for Vikings or or the Rams. But those Bronco connections with the Rams are there. Uh, you saw George yeah. Payton do a monster deal. Right. And you're going to see Von yeah. Miller. But is Stephen Weatherly going to be back? I, I mean, Kenny Young. I mean, these are some questions from the Rams right now that the free agency looms and we've got to start figuring it out. Yeah, a lot of questions we got to figure out. Obviously, the big thing remaining is the defensive coordinator. Who's the defensive coordinator going to be? That's obviously the topic of the show tonight. So, Luke, I'm going to kick it to you. What is the latest that you've been hearing? Uh, did you hear anything down in Vegas in regards to the Broncos? Obviously, Elijah Ivaro Ivaro uh, is going to be the odds-on favorite. I think it would be a surprise if he didn't get it. Uh, he's currently the Rams' secondary coach and pass game coordinator. Uh, he was the best man at Nathaniel Hackett's wedding. He's coached underneath Brandon Staley, Raheem Morris multiple times, wow. uh, Wade Phillips as well. So a lot of different schemes, a lot of different coverage emphasis uh, as well. So it sounds like he's the favorite, but uh, is there anybody else who maybe is going to be that? Or is that is that uh, is what you're hearing the essentially a done deal? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't hear anything about defense. It was all offense, right? It's an yeah. offensive league, baby. So I'm hearing Rodgers, Devontae Adams talk, but nothing about defense. But while I was down there, I was really hoping that maybe Wink would come back to Denver, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe those Bronco connections. I was really surprised to see Kubiak, young Kubiak, come back, yeah. um, especially kind of a, I don't want to say a demotion, but um, it is what it is. And mm-hmm. I, I think that he's a very he's a young riser. He's up and coming. He's doing things the right way. He's not just carrying the name. He is building a, a career for himself in this league. So I'm happy to see him back because obviously you love the Kubiak ties, but for DC, no props to you for that nailing the name right away. Um, because I'm still trying to figure that one out, but Rams, I think they're ultimately going to lean that way. That's what they're waiting for to complete the final pieces. But, uh, it's a cool thing for Broncos country. Cause you're going to be able to see this young guy have at least some influence on the game. Uh, at some level in the Super Bowl. And that's pretty cool, man. I mean, a super awesome weekend coming up. You got Valentine's Day, the day after the Super Bowl. You're going to have an awesome Super Bowl. It's going to be wicked. I can't wait. Yeah, should be wicked. Can be a lot of fun. 
Uh, hopefully it's a good game. Right, who are you pulling for in the Super Bowl? Honestly, I don't really, it'd be nice to have Vaughn win, but like it's the year of the tiger. The Bengals yeah. are coming back from extinction. I really like Burrow. Uh, yeah. Also Cincinnati is, I, I have a hard time cheering for anything. Los Angeles. If Vaughn Miller wasn't there, it'd be yeah. an easy choice. Yeah, no, Bengals for sure, man. I think I'm jumping on the Bengal bandwagon. I love watching Joe Burrow play football. I love the story for the city. I want it bad for him. You can feel it. They're they're electric. They're, you know, the Rams are no joke. And Aaron Donald is nothing to scoff at. And Matthew Stafford, say what you want about him, but pretty impressive to see what he's done ultimately with this team. Uh, I'm pulling for the Bengals. Go Bengals. Who day, whatever that is that they do. Um but I'm really, really pumped for this team. It's so young, this yeah. team. And that's the thing that scares me just a little bit. And it reminded me of the Rams, you know, when they played the Patriots just a few seasons ago. So uh, it's ultimate test for Sean McVay. Did you learn your lesson? You know, you're, you're the brain trust. And there's no doubt that from your coaching tree, these coaches have started to really prove themselves this year. And you're looking at these records and what these guys are doing all over the league. So the big test now is for the teacher. Sean McVay, the pupils are starting to uh, pass their test, but can the pupil beat the uh, the master? That's going to be really, really interesting. That'll be a great game. Uh, Matt Stafford's been pooped on his entire career as well, so it'll be nice to cheer for him, uh, proving that the situation does matter a bit for the quarterback. He was always great, but uh, if you're in an absolute suck hole of an organization like the Detroit yeah. Lions have been, um, you know, maybe it's hard to get it right there. Uh, some other news here for the Broncos defensive coordinator search here. Broncos have interviewed secondary coach and passing game coordinator Jason Simmons for their defensive coordinator spot. Uh, he's been with the Panthers for a number of years now. Broncos also interviewed uh, Ravens defensive line coach Anthony Weaver. So some young hmm. names here. We'll see who the Broncos pick. Again, it does sound like it would be a surprise if they didn't hire uh, Ijiro Ivoro, uh, the defensive court or the defensive secondary coach from the Rams. But who knows? I mean, we, I was surprised when it was Nathaniel Hackett over Dan Quinn. So, yeah, I think our I think our guy Keith covered an article on Akib Tlaib endorsing that uh, gentleman from the Rams that the Broncos have got their eyes and in, in, in all their resources, I think, honed into and they're ready to make this official. Uh, I think he's kind of passed it off in a gentleman like like way. Uh, obviously, he's got the game of his life coming up next weekend also. But that, this is how things are done in the NFL. And um, if we're hearing rumors that the, the league thinks that deals are done for a quarterback, a Super Bowl winning quarterback to come to Denver or, you know, those things have at least been discussed and talked about. I mean, say what you want with all the lawsuits and everything that are going on all, all over the league. Rules get broken all the time. And I'm not saying it's right, um, but this is just the reality of the NFL. It's about winning. And teams will do anything to win. And that includes, you know, going over the line a little bit. So it's fascinating to me, you know, when these deals are ultimately right there, but they just got to wait on a couple, couple of games and a couple of days. But even now, I mean, it's a 24 seven news cycle and the roster of coaches is still being assembled as we speak. Wade Hardman just let go an hour ago, Nick, I'm still trying to process that. So it, we just got to keep our eye on what Peyton's doing. Cause he's got it locked down over there and he's making the changes he wants. Yeah, no, absolutely. It'll be a lot of fun to see. And Luckily, um, for the coaching staff, they're all new, so I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt until they prove that they are not the guys, right? That's that's the big thing here. You don't sure. know how's Nathaniel Hackett gonna do a head coach. We have no idea. Um, haven't had tape with him as a head coach that you can evaluate to know. You can hope for the best until it and until he proves us wrong. Uh, 
then we'll pivot. But we're gonna have music out there at training camp this year, baby. I am ready for that. It's gonna be bouncing around, man. Players are gonna be loving it. Number 12 is gonna be out there in orange or blue. Those six people on the hill last year next to me, there's gonna be six thousand. Uh, I'm gonna have to camp out there just to make sure I can cover it. Yeah. I cannot wait, Broncos country. Something special is brewing. Whether or not that's Aaron Rodgers coming to Denver, maybe it's a first-round quarterback, second-round quarterback. Something is happening with the Broncos that has not happened in a long time. There's renewed life, renewed energy, and people are curious and waiting to see what's going to happen. Our guy Mike is weighing in as we get some final minutes into this show. And Gage, I see you in the chat saying, I'll be there. Gage is my guy riding buses up from the Springs to come and watch his Broncos. Uh, it's been a great show, but I want to get a, I want to get us out of here a little bit early so Nick can get that 30-year-old birthday started. He's getting old, folks. We got it. We can't keep him out late anymore. Uh, we got to make sure he, you know, has his dinner and goes to bed because at 30, Nick, things start to change, man, and, and, you know, you feel like an old man. You start picking the gray hairs out of your beard, and here we are, baby. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like I had gray hairs the the moment I got married. But, uh, <laughs> gotta say that quiet. So like, oh, but yeah, no, thank you guys so much. Um, real quick before we get out of here, and thank you, uh, Gage, very much for the support and, and the happy birthday wishes. Uh, Super Bowl pick here. Um, oh wait, we don't even have to do that until next week because the Super Bowl is not tomorrow; it's next week because it's a Pro Bowl Pro Bowl pick. Who cares? All right, let's go on. Um, guys, thank you so much for coming in. We love you. It was a great show tonight, Luke. It's great to see you again. Excited yeah, to see you next brother. Saturday. Michael coming in. Happy birthday, Nick. Thank you guys so much. Make sure you're following Luke and I on Twitter. Luke is at Luke Patterson LP and I'm at Nick Kendall MHH. Also make sure you're following Scott at Scout Kennedy. Uh, while you're at Twitter, also follow us at MHI pod and at mile high huddle. If you guys are on Facebook, please go to facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. If something on the show really uh, intrigued you go on one of those groups at Luke and I on there and start a conversation. We'd love to talk a little yep. bit more ball with you guys. Uh, Cause even though the show is about to end the conversation, the football content goes on. Uh, make sure you guys are also going to Apple podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and a review. Uh, we check those. I check those once a week to see if there's any new ones on there uh, yep. looking for positive or negative feedback, you know, any uh, criticism to get better. Uh, we'd appreciate that. And the five-star review, just let the people know um, why you like the show, who you like. Um, we'd really appreciate that. Also gives you a chance to win some of our swag. If you like the gear, if you like the hats, uh, make sure you're heading to uh, huddleuppod.com. Check out the gear there. Finally, YouTube folks. If you everybody has a YouTube, if you don't have a YouTube, what are you doing? It's 2022. But make sure if you're on your YouTube, you go subscribe, like, and share to Mile High Huddle. That way, you guys know when we go live and uh, continue to support us. The probably the number one way you can support us: subscribing to us on YouTube. Yeah, for sure. And Broncos country, sit tight because uh, Nick and I are going to be doing some giveaways. We're going to be doing some giveaways all over the shows here on Mile High Huddle. So sit tight. We've got some giveaways coming, uh, some some swag, if you will, from huddleuppod.com store. So sit tight, and we are going to see how we can make things interesting. I don't know. Nick and I, I feel like you're a trivia guy. Maybe we'll talk about a little trivia. Maybe we talk about uh, some some great takes. Either way, we are going to reward you for rewarding us with not only your time, but your energy. He's Nick Kendall. He's turning 30. Dirty 30 is an old man. Be sure to hit him up tomorrow on his birthday. For Scott and the ones and twos, I am Luke saying, always believe in that mile high magic and go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.